Adventure Hoop with me, Gerard Hector. <laughs> I can't even. Guys, this is going to be such a great show. I cannot wait. Joining me, as always, Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm angry today, my friend. Yeah, clearly very <laughs> angry. Just kidding. Just kidding. Not angry. <laughs> and True Hoop CEO and boss, Henry Abbott. Henry, how are you? We have so much to talk about. Because everything happened in the NBA, but we are literally, you're cracking up because we are having kind of a, like a, some kind of a fight about like Kevin Costner or something. It's a little confusing. It, it, it is hilarious. Okay. So just for our listeners to understand me, Gerard Hector, I have no hatred about any of these people. I don't particularly no. care about them one way or another, but Henry and David have very strong opinions about Kevin Costner, about uh, Phil Collins and about Michael Stipe, apparently. Hugh Stipe. Jackman got a little... Hugh, Hugh Jackman, <laughs> like... And, you know, here I am thinking, you know, white people, what a lovely coalesced group that are just all... Not together. even close. And, and Henry's like, oh, you think so? Uh-uh. We as are long not. as Costner's on the boat. Yeah, no, that's like... <laughs> yeah. So, so David, folks, does not like Kevin Costner because his wife, Chrissy, his lovely wife, Chrissy, maybe had a crush on him a thousand years ago. But here's the thing. David and Chris have been married for a thousand years, so why does it matter? Who cares? <laughs> Listen, I like Paul Durham very much. I like Field of Dreams. <laughs> but when you marry eight divisions out of your league when you're 22 <laughs> and catch some you know, hot little 19-year-old, you fucking hate anyone that might catch her eye. I don't care how famous they are. And it doesn't just I, go away, Gerard, with maturity. <laughs> Fuck those guys, man. <laughs> See, I, I understand what you're saying, dude. I'm taking a longer game, which is to be like, yeah, you know, she is saying Kevin Costner's this great guy. Disagree. Like, what's gonna is Kevin Costner gonna show up in your living room? Like, never. probably not. No, That's never. the only let me, let me situation where you're way. in trouble. Right? He had, like, he had better not. Just be a good guy. Like, yeah, he Kevin had, Costner. He had, he had better not. I know people. Well, <laughs> I know people. Fuck you up. Like, you, you don't know me. You don't know that part of me. My players do. Like, don't this fuck with incredible. me on that, man. Guys, this is so incredible. And, and just to be, <laughs> fair, to be fair, when you said Michael Stipe, I had no idea who that was. When you said R.E.M., R-E-M? R-E-M? I know R.E.M. I, mean, I didn't R-E-M, know Michael great band, Stipe. right? People would be like, R.E.M. is ah, a band, right? A songs I thought were okay. Yeah, yeah not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pay them. Too, too, oh, too, 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 emo, too emo and whiny for David. He's out on, on Yeah, I'm emo and whiny. Not Bring it on. Yeah, for sure. Not big on that. Yeah. And then Phil Collins, the drumming skills, you don't care. I like you Phil hate Collins. that dude. I don't know why. Henry oh, okay. You're so good. Henry, Easy you're lover not. with I, Philip I can't Bailey. I love feel that it song. coming in the air tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that song was. No, my, I, my friends all like fucking if the Phil Collins comes on, they all look at me because I'm just like, oh, really? like, he actually, you know, they're in fairness, you know, a couple songs. Easy yeah, lover with Phil Bailey but, is a good song. This is a we guys, can do better. I'm telling you. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> right. we well, listen, we have better. to we have to fill the air with something. Not not a whole lot's happening in the league anymore. It's all over. Oh my god, we are like <laughs> oh completely lost the plot. As no, no, say. this this <laughs> is so good. All right, so we everyone is here today because, of course, the NBA lost its mind yesterday, and everybody got traded, and things were going crazy. And I was so happy because it drowned out Super Bowl week for me, you know. But again, whatever. We were Super Bowl's great. Shout out to uh, all of our fun sponsors. Um, we first are going to really, and guys, get ready. Two-part episode today because there's just too much to talk about. We can't cram it all into one episode. So we're going to start with the first one. Of course, the biggest download to drop, that being Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns um, in exchange for, and get ready, guys, a lot. Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder, who's then moved to Milwaukee. Four first-round picks, all unprotected, and a 2028 first-round pick swap. Now, just off the face, right? Just that alone, you hear that, it happened. 
What was your immediate reaction, David? Uh, I was very worried about Phoenix's ability to guard people and thought that this is, uh, there's a few deals that happened all this time time where I thought this is just an offensive arms race. And so the teams that already were playing defense and haven't destroyed their defensive integrity uh, have a big advantage, I think. So I'm not someone, we'll get into the details later, but I did not think, uh, I think Phoenix is going to have some trouble on that end of the court, and that's going to be problematic for them. Henry, what did you think? Um, winning a championship is a very special and difficult thing, and it's not the same as just like assembling big name scorers. And it's a one in 30 lottery chance. I got an email this morning from um, this guy, Dan, who's actually a prominent First Amendment attorney, but also a huge Nets fan. And he reminded me that we, he and I walked around Greenwich Village and had ice cream together when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving went to the Nets. Yeah. And he's so excited. He was basically like, you know, just counting rings. And I was like, dude, I think it's never, I think nothing's going to work. I think it's all going to go very badly. I, maybe I'm a sourpuss, but like I, you know, <laughs> Dan emailed me. He's like, dude, you were so right. And like, and well, my wife did the same thing for the Suns. Same deal. <laughs> I think it's completely not going to work for somewhat different reasons. But, you know, well, when you don't know who your fifth starter is. Like They, they, have right. a, they don't have the whole roster together. They don't have the ability mm-hmm. to play the best defense in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. they have some they have some very good players, um, but they don't have a team. Just to, I want to piggyback on what Henry just said. Uh, if you're going to add a Kevin Durant to your team, it needs to be a team that's pretty much whole. And and he pushes you way over the top. Historically speaking, that's when it's worked in Golden State. Mm-hmm. And even to some degree, and I mean, he was part of the core in Oklahoma City to begin with, but we still they still had a lot of talent. To this, this was a team underachieving to begin with, and you shipped out a huge part of that core. And what's left is a, a, a rapidly aging, finally point guard, mm-hmm. uh, an oft injured, very very talented two. And a pretty dramatically underachieving five. And I just don't think Durant is, is Merlin. It, it takes wis- Monty Williams also isn't Merlin, although he's good. Um, uh, I don't know if he's great. That, that, that requires wizardry. And I don't know that, that there's better teams in the league. And I know a lot of, that's not the popular opinion from what I'm seeing. I haven't looked a lot. A lot. I was traveling yesterday. But um, seems like Phoenix is seen as a, as a favorite. Not, not in my book, they're not. So what I thought was prior to the trade, as you mentioned, David, Phoenix was underachieving and they weren't going to win the title anyway. Like I probably gave their percentages of winning the championship. Well, let's, let's make it, let's put it like this. So it's easy. So people know we're talking the same language. We do a thing here at Chihoop called the championship bus. Prior to this trade, Phoenix was not on the championship bus in my estimation. Well, they're on it now. Does it mean they're going to win? No, but. This gives them a chance. They're on the bus. A lot of things have to happen and work out right. But if they kept on where they were before and just kept everything the same and said, we're just going to play better, I don't I don't see that team being better. So let's say you are 0% chance of winning. Now you have maybe a 0.9% chance of winning. All right. And, and they, bought, they bought the most expensive bus ticket in the history of the league. I mean, they really had to pay a steep price in terms of uh, uh, players and, and so forth. So, and a lot of money to be spent. Uh, but we all know why they did it. Henry, that's Henry's bailiwick as to, uh, as he said to me very recently, new owners like to do splashy things, basically. And here yeah. we go. Henry. Henry said it. I said it. Like, it's just, that's yeah, just what they right. do, right? Like, Henry told me, taught me this a long time ago. Like, GMs and owners have to win press conferences, right? That, that 
It can't be made to look silly and stupid. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't sit well. So the first day you buy the team, okay, look, you, you do this thing. You engender goodwill among your fan base now, right? So for right now, Matt Ishbia is the most popular person in Phoenix, right? Because he did this thing and that's all he needs for right now. We don't know what's going to happen a week from now, two weeks, a month, whatever. But today, most popular guy in Phoenix and that matters. And did you like, you know, and first impressions are like, this is like, it's not just a saying, right? Like once people kind of register a certain way in your brain, it's Mm -hmm. very hard for that to change, Mm -hmm. right? And the anchor uh, effect, Mm -hmm. you know, before the trade deadline, you know, Woj is tweeting like, Matt Ishbia actively involved, driving talks forward, Mm -hmm. like blah, blah, blah. Like this Mm -hmm. is not like image making that happens by accident, right? This is like how he chose to arrive in our Mm -hmm. NBA media world, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, you know, he's a baller, right? Like, (laughs) like, Having his reputation look like that is part of the reason to buy a team, right? right? And so he did. He's a baller. He's a baller. Like, you know, he's taking the big shots, right? But, but you know, I, well, at one point I had an NBA official say to me, like, um, like, yeah, everybody knows that it's like, you know, it takes a lot of like fortitude to go all in, but it's just good to go all in when you have a good hand, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he's all in. Mm-hmm. Does he have a good hand? It's an okay hand. I think, um, yeah. no, to, to your point, Henry, and, and this makes perfect sense. Like the other piece about this is too, is that, and this is like a little bit of like inside basketball, but the timing for Ishbia to take control happened actually a little faster than it was supposed to. Like he used his attorneys and all these people behind the scenes to really push and jam this ownership thing in quickly so we could have it before the trade deadline. Because odds are if it happened post-trade deadline, Durant would not be a, a Phoenix Sun. He'd be a Brooklyn Nets deal. Right, because Sarver was not going to be involved in telling James Jones do whatever you got to do. Get that that wasn't going to happen at that point. So I think this is all part of the you said the image making thing, right? This is all a calculated plan of his. Like, no, I'm going to get the team by this date. I'm going to push to make this move. Once he heard that Durant had wanted to go to Phoenix last uh, over the summer, right? You, you these things don't only happen just in happen random stance, right? Like they, ah, oh, good good note to know. I'm going to plan this for the future, and we'll see what happens. So now we get to everyone's concern. On the floor, right? Let's just assume, and that's a big assumption, and we cannot guarantee that, but let's just assume there are top four guys in their rotation, Durant, Booker, Ayton, and Chris Paul are healthy. They have a fifth starter problem, right? That's a lot of minutes for Torrey Craig. I mean, they just got Darius Baisley, but he can't do anything on offense. Great defensively. Damian Lee, great shooter. Damian Lee, Lee great shooter. TJ Warren, who can probably play 20 minutes, I not think, I 30 think minutes. I think he'll start originally. You know, so you so what I imagine there is, right, it's going to be minute split between TJ and, and Craig to start. Well, and then we have to see on the buyout market if they find one of these right. guys, yeah. Who they pick up. So just, for, so again, assuming the health, how do you like, what does it look like offensively for those, for that crew? For just the starters? Yes. Oh, they'll be tremendous. Yeah, they'll be great, for sure. Yeah. So you're looking, because you're looking at Monty well, Williams, all the, yeah. Right, right. Which is that's what I said. It's, it's assuming health. It's a assuming bigger if than it is in a lot of other places, but yeah. For sure. I mean, Durant Durant could play with the Alola Marymount team and score a lot of points in the NBA. <laughs> um, or whatever, pick the team you want. Uh, I just was watching tape on the Suns this morning. They they run some nice stuff there. They do. Pick and roll stuff is good. They're mm-hmm. the way they'll um they'll seal or 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 make help defenders pay by pinning them in a little bit more than what you otherwise see all the time. See teams do. Booker moves without the ball pretty well. At least he was before he got hurt. Um, yeah, they're going to be terrific on offense. I just don't know if they're going to be terrific enough. M- remember, Durant lost in the second round. I realized it was a competitive series, 
but with an amazing offense and uh, still couldn't get out of the second round. Well, remember, that was mainly him, right? Because Harden was done and Kyrie got hurt in game three, right? Right. So that was Durant versus like the eventual champion by himself. Right. But Booker's had plenty of health issues in his career. Mm -hmm. And is having him right now. He's day-to-day. He played... So what, he, he played. He's played one game since Christmas Day. Yeah, he he, he, he was back in time. that Nets game, and he's there. They're not playing him uh, in back to back. Right, so he'll like, probably play tonight against mm-hmm. the Pacers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think they'll be great on offense. Uh, very suspect, porous on defense potentially. Uh, they're you're betting a lot on DeAndre Ayton, a lot, and mm. which is in a way ironic. Let's talk, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that because now to me the Durant addition, Henry. It means, I think, not I think, it should mean, well, Chris Paul, the challenge for you is that as you get older and the playoffs get later, you're, he was a secondary creator, right? It was Booker and then him. Well, you don't have to worry about that now. We got Durant and Booker to handle most of that heavy scoring load. How about you do all the great snake dribble stuff you do off pick and roll and you just feed DeAndre Ayton, right? So in theory, DeAndre Ayton should now, right? Oh, you're, you're going to get fed a ton. And Chris Paul really is only, in case of emergency, I'm the fourth option on offense. What do we think about that? Yeah, this is um, a big worry for me, right? The, the Ishbia Suns are, you know, this experiment, the short-term experiment, like, how, you know, who knows how many games that starting lineup is healthy together. Um, two of them are quite old, right? Um, and the the top players who are young are really just Aiden and Booker, right? Is there anybody I'm forgetting here? Nope. Um, Aiden and Booker. Are the, are the good young players they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, do they, does DeAndre Aiden like being there? Does he like Monty Williams? Like we had that <laughs> yeah. drama, right? Yeah. All this we stuff happened, right? right. Yeah. Um, is that resolved? I don't know. I haven't followed it very closely, but like if it's know. not resolved, then what the fuck? This is super <laughs> scary, right? <laughs> like, 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 you know what I mean? You've got Devin Booker who's often hurt and DeAndre Aiden who maybe is dreaming of leaving at any time, right? And uh, maybe we'll do what Monty Williams wants and maybe he won't. And it's def- definitely something happened, right? Yeah, and for sure. I, I imagine if they love each other now, there would be the PR department would be rushing to contact journalists well, to tell the story of or, how much they love each or other. Or his metrics would be better. So He's just not bad. playing great. And so, and, yeah. and Gerard, to your point on the famous Chris Paul snake dribble, uh, he doesn't get to choose whether or not he's the fourth option. That's what the defense chooses. That's uh, true. You're right. They, they can choose to say, you know, Chris, you're going to have to score 40. We're staying home on everyone else. We're going to make you score and score, and then we're coming at you. I watched him on tape today defensively. He's, he's magical. He doesn't move like he did. His brain is still top speed. Uh, so he does something really expert where uh, we call it a peel and switch, where he'll be guarding his guard. They'll use a ball screen. He'll, he'll be rubbed off the ball screen and he'll just kind of peel off his man. And he doesn't, it's really not so much as a switch as just helping as the big and the pick and roll is going to the rim and just kind of get in the way. And so as the guard, you better think score. Here comes Aiden, who's going to play the guard. And, and so you should have a lob because Chris, Chris Paul can't get to the lob. But a lot of times they don't throw the lob and Chris Paul can make plays where a lot of his, well, some of his steals mm-hmm. come from. Um, that That's going to be there, but he isn't elite anymore at defense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and no one else really on that team. I mean, you can ask Durant if you want. Well, Durant, Durant, play, Durant played great defense. Yeah, you're going to have to ask him to do a lot. And Booker, too. Booker's a willing defender. He's a mm-hmm. competitive guy. But they're also having to really carry the offense, too. And Aiton has just mm-hmm. been, at best, He should be average. their best defender, he right? Should be. that, and that's the well, problem. D- d- big guys should always have the advantage on that. But as I've said this for a while now, the Rudy Gobert Clippers series, when when your point of attack defenders are getting roasted, 
There's yeah. really nothing you can do, especially when teams go small and, and spread the floor, which, which some teams can do. Uh, to Henry's point about um, uh, the, 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 whatever it is, the acrimony between Aiton and whomever, whether it's Monty Williams or not, this is why Durant isn't solving that problem. That, right. that isn't something in his superpower. Right. Uh, he's got some superpowers now. Curry has some too, but that's in Curry's bag, not in Durant's bag. So I don't, th- I don't see him. What, if someone were to ask KD, hey, how do you think uh, you can solve you know, the Aiton, Monty Williams issue? You know, I'm KD, not here to hold anybody's hand. Right. Well, he ain't doing that, <laughs> and I think it's needed. And the West is, is much weaker than the top teams in the East, as I see it, but yeah. still some good teams there. Well, it, it, that point you make, David, is interesting because ostensibly Durant is a Monty Williams guy, right? Their relationship goes back to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Chris Paul is a Monty Williams guy. Yep. By all accounts, Devin Booker is a Monty Williams guy. DeAndre Ayton's the one who is not the Monty Williams right. guy. But in insisting that you keep him in the deal, right, and not send him off, somebody's got to make something work there. And look, as the adult in the room, Monty is the oldest person. It's on you and DeAndre to work this out, right? You two got to have your, to, and Monty will like this, your come to Jesus moment and figure out where we're going to get along and agree or else to me, if it doesn't work on that end, yes, Aiton gets blamed, but Monty's got to get some blame here. Like as the head coach, you've got to find a way to talk, to get to your, get across to your guy. Well, if he wants to appeal to Jesus, he better make sure Aiton's on the same train. <laughs> That's the first problem if, if he doesn't, you know? Not in the rundown today, Kevin Costner or Jesus. Jesus. Like, these are two surprise appearances. Yeah. yeah. And they have just uh, a regular depth issue. Like, they, you, right. you, I think so, that matters. So let's get to that. So, Baisley, does that help them? Yeah. Defensively, I think. Yeah. Right. He's terrible offensively. But. Yeah. He could be, well, he's terrible offensively in the way that OKC played. He could be, he could maybe find a way to be better there. I don't think he's the worst player. But I, he's not solving the real problem there. Who's their six-man score? I'm Correct. a big believer in that. I mean, Landry Shamit, but he stinks on defense. Nah, yeah. I just I don't know how much he's going to play. Damian mm-hmm. can really shoot. That helps. But yeah, Russell they've got Russell. a lot. Yeah, could, that's oh, what I mean. God, we got to find out. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know uh, if Kate. I mean, they're probably going to ask KD. Jesus, yeah. Henry, that sounds terrible. They're probably going to ask KD. Well, I don't was let, just actually honest with David said it yesterday. Don't let Russell, that. yeah, don't let Russell play in the fourth quarter is all I would say. But Russell, Russell had moments this year in LA where he was really good. You just got to yank him when he's bad, Russell. Like, for example, in the game that, uh, that LeBron broke the record, mm-hmm. Russell was abominable. He was just terrible. His decision was. making was, his passing was so terrible. Mm. So you got to yank him in those situations. So on the buyout market, you're thinking what? Backup point and a scorer? Well, I don't know if you can find a scorer. You, t- you tend not, not to no. let scorers. I mean, Russell is the closest yeah. thing. I would have I would have wanted to find some defensive wing help. I mean, you still have to guard mm-hmm. yeah, some guard. really good players in the playoffs. And I, I mean, I don't think you want KDM to do it. Uh, okay, Western Conference right now. Who do you like? If you're looking at the top three teams, who are the top three teams in your mind? Do I do that right now? Well, I'm just curious, like, you know, is it, are you, are you like, all right, Denver and Memphis still clearly better. I'll, I'll ask you that way. Are Denver and Memphis still clearly better than Phoenix today? No, that, that, uh, I don't think more, I don't think Memphis is. What do you think? I, uh, think, Henry? I think Denver is for sure. You agree, Henry? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, there's another I mean, team, there's two other teams I like too, better than Phoenix. Clippers. You like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Golden State probably, maybe. 
Yeah. Yeah. Golden yeah. State. Well, I don't That's know about it. Golden State. Like, they're we my should talk favorites. about that in some depth. Oh, what, but, yeah. Golden I, State will come up in part two of this. I, I, yeah. yeah I, I'm not. There's, there are the three teams that I put. I put Golden State right there with Phoenix and probably better. And, um, and I think Denver and the Clippers are going to be better than Phoenix. But, you know, I, I, let's see what the buyout market happens. We, we should watch. Uh, LA probably is a very appetizing place for a Pat Dev. Remember, remember, it, it's a zero sum game now. If I have this guy, you can't have him. Right. So if the Clippers can get Pat Bev, even if he doesn't play much, it means Phoenix doesn't get him. Right. And they don't get that, that you know, defensive, intense energy guy. That shit happens. The so, Clippers have like 750 players who are about as good as that, though, right? Like, are they, they going to play Pat Bev? But like, no, that's my point. They just got to convince <laughs> him they will. So you can't get him. They just got to convince him What's that run. pitch like? Right. Pat Bev is going to be so fun. Uh, you know what I mean? He'll be so fun. Yeah, come on over. You're never going to play. Dinners. <laughs> <laughs> but he he actually could play some. They've had to play, you know, Paul George, some of the point guard. Um, I like Terrence right. Mann, obviously. Um, Reggie Jackson is not a factor anymore. Well, Reggie Jackson's on Charlotte. He's going to get bought out. So he's not a factor anymore. Well, yeah. So where does he can end up? Where, on the yeah, he could get does Phoenix right. got to Reggie Jackson if he gets bought out. Right. Probably not. Honestly, though, he's Reggie Jackson. I, I was looking it up. His stats have really fallen off. The cliff. Terrible. This he's year, older. Yeah. He's not tall. He was terrible. He's, he's older. He's not tall. <laughs> Bad combo. He was really you're, 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 you're back on my side. Of see, just get all tall people. That's just like just, we're all no, tall good no, people. I, That's all we need. I'm telling Chris Paul. Honest, like, like like short guys <laughs> don't age well, yeah, right? Yes. You have to be elite, elite in how you move. Which he was. Be like, which he I, was, and not anymore. But yeah, now that he's not elite as an athlete, it gets really tough, right? Yeah. You have to be an incredible yeah. shooter. You have to be tall. Young Reggie Jackson like, was oh yeah, he, one he of the best one-on-one one well, players I've ever seen. Him young on. Reggie Jackson yeah. was like, I am better than Russell Westbrook. Why am I on the yeah. bench in Oklahoma City? It's almost like he played in sunglasses. <laughs> <Really. laughs> when he, I'm oh, saying, I watched his rookie season. I was blown away with his. Talent. Oh, he was he was no. excellent. Remember, he could really move. Oh like, my god, it's a blur. He's got like yeah. a seven foot wingspan too as a guard. Oh yeah, he's yeah. listen. When he can but, move, you know, he was something. Evolution. I mean, time yeah, age age. catches up to everybody, right? Yeah, That's just the reality. Yeah. Yeah. All right, flip it over to the Brooklyn side. Look, yeah. this, at the four days ago, this team was I don't know 170 million into the luxury tax. Like, I mean, it was just oh my god, they got no picks. We are this is all disaster. Uh, Kyrie's balking. He wants to trade. We don't know what's going to happen. Lo and behold. They ship Kyrie away. They trade Kevin Durant. Now they have picks. They got a bunch of young talent. They saved a ton of money in luxury tax, which matters because, you know, there's degrees to billions. Yeah, you know, Joe Sy is like worth eight or nine billion, but that ain't Steve Bomber money, right? You know, that ain't Jeff Bezos money. If Jeff Bezos owns he'd be like, fuck it, I don't give a shit about the luxury tax, but I'm only worth nine billion. No, I care about luxury tax, right? Um, so they really are in a really great position right now because they have a bunch of young talent that people want. Um, they have after next season, they only have three people on their books salary wise. And that is Mikel Bridges, DFS and Ben Simmons, which we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a minute, but everything else gone clean cats and they have draft picks. So even though Houston controls theirs. It may not matter because they're going to be good enough that they're not going to, they should not be in a lottery. This team should be competing for a playoffs every year. What did you guys think of what Brooklyn, Brooklyn's end of the deal in this? I'll start reverse Henry. Um, I mean, it's a big drop off, right? Of like, course, you know, like, I mean, in, in, in fans ability to dream. Yes. Right. It's, you know, they're the, the, the nets have essentially always been so the move. Oh, no, practically forever. 
for their entire history, practically, other than a couple of blips here and there, they've been this like muddy mess stuck in the middle, half rebuilding, half not like, you know, when I started going to Nets games, it was Derek Coleman, mm -hmm. right? Like Kenny Anderson, like it's felt like that almost there was a couple of blips of, you know, Jason Kidd excitement or whatever. But um, so if you're a Nets fan in Brooklyn, you're like, we finally got to dream. People had posters on walls for the yeah, first sure time sure in a long time. And now we're back in the soup, right? Now we're back in like, oh, we got like four good defensive wings and some picks <laughs> and some cap space and Joe size saving a bunch of money. It's like, I can imagine your average Hulk fan being like, fuck you, Joe size. Yeah, like, screw that guy, buddy. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bring me Matt Ishbia, right? Like, um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, it didn't work. Uh, it wasn't going to work. Um, and now they're doing very responsible Sean Marks kind of stuff, right? Like, like, you know, we'll see. I, you know, I, I think David's been brainwashing me for years on Cam Johnson, right? Like, oh, we're going to get into this. Let's yeah, get into Cam uh, Johnson. <laughs> Nick Claxton, Dorian Finney Smith, mm -hmm. Mikel Bridges, mm -hmm. uh, Cam Johnson, Cam Thomas. Mm -hmm. Like, this is like the kind of thing where these are some really good value young players who can do lots of things. And if I don't know how, but like through all these picks and whatever, if, if you can add the actual stars to this team, like, mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. like there's there's a theory by which they get to the championship round, which they didn't have a week ago. Right. My turn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can go an hour if you I'm, want. I'm Dwayne Wade with LeBron James. I'm happy to wait my turn. Trust me. <laughs> I've seen how good the partnership can work. Um, <laughs> it's it's well. First of all, you both have kind of said it. Uh, it was a it was a giant failure. We have to acknowledge. Just remember, it was just a couple of years ago in the bubble. Where they were a spunky little team with Jacques mm -hmm. Vaughn, mm -hmm. Spencer, all those guys Spencer, played so hard. Word, all them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they, I liked where they were going. And it's been two years of heartache and lots of money. And now they're kind of back where they were. They got a nice bunch of role players in need of a, in need of a real transcendent star. I'm not a guy that believes you have to have two or three or whatever, but they need more. Uh, uh, but normally you're trying to get the great star, however you get them. And then you sprinkle in the role players and the, 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 you fill the holes. They have all the hole filling you could ever want. They have the guts to build a hell of a house. They need the fancy walls. You know, they need the fancy windows now. Um, they they want fancy walls. If they, you know, what I mean, exterior fancy walls. walls. Exterior walls. The French like Tudor house. Like stucco. Yeah. <laughs> French more, Tudor. more the design than the actual fabric yeah. uh, material. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. need to. Like a Victorian. Yeah. They might be able to um, attract one with the right amount of money. Knowing that they've got a, a, a collection of high-level wing defender shooters, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which they do, and uh, we'll see if Ben Simmons can find his offense now when they don't really have anybody else. How did he do last so, night? He came off the bench with like eight points. Like was just looking like man. Yeah, I think Jacques Vaughn's done with him. He is Look, great. He's still very good defensively. He very good, David. Yeah. He just looks like first of all, I, I've said it before. Like I can tell if the back's hurting the minute he steps on the floor. Yeah, by how by how he runs and gets into a yeah. stance. I'm like, oh, I've talked not... to people who say it definitely is an issue. Yeah, so maybe you're not crouching to retire. That'd be great to get him to retire and then save him some money. Um, but it, you know, something we've talked about this and we wrote about this uh, the other day. Henry and I have always said, you know, don't take on any bad contracts. So they're down mm -hmm. to one right now with Ben. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they've got. I like I like their coach very much. Jock's they great. can start. They, they're moving in the right direction after mm -hmm. two years in the wrong direction. I think, and they they uh, it's weird. 
I, you know, it's weird how it went down. You wouldn't think they'd be so worried about Spencer and Dorian and then not flip them if they knew Durant was leaving. It that, did seem a little weird. That was weird to me. Yeah. I, I think so from what some of the reporting that, that's come out has been is that so everybody knows that Durant made that trade request in the summer, right? Yeah. Just I was like, you know, we're not doing that because like we're not going to get good value back for you. So they, you know, come to some agreement and work out a partnership. And they, from what is being reported now is like, it's just as you are with most superstars, it is constant. Okay. We'll see where we are. We'll see where we are. Yeah. And, and we'll reevaluate. Things were going well after that 18 and two run in December, right? right. Okay. We're good. No problem. Right. Durant gets hurt. It's like, okay, but I'm coming back. Then the Kyrie wrench throws in. I want out because they don't want to extend, give him his full max. Okay. Well, this is a problem now, right? So now we're, we're on that shaky territory where I don't know. And I think ultimately from, again, this is, and then Shams had, had reported this part of the deal was when he decided to come back Durant and they, you know, we're going to be all good was if it gets to a point where you feel like it's really bad and you want to go, we will happily trade you to Phoenix. Cause that's, that's the one destination you want to go. That's, that's the story that, that has been, that has been reported by Sham Sharania. And I think it's illustrative to look at how the Nets decided to do that. Right. With Kyrie. It was very clear that Josiah was like, in many ways, screw that guy, right? Like, yeah. I don't care where he goes. We'll do what's best for us, period. Right. But, to, and David always mentions this, if you are good to the organization and you don't make it a thing and Katie comes to work, plays, does it behind the scenes, we will get you to where you want to go. Sure enough, they did, right? And so I think, to your point, Henry, uh, about are they going to get stars again, Katie will vouch and say, if you come to work, they will take care of you, right? Because they took care of me. Because I do believe that that Kyrie thing, even though KD will never admit it, he will never say anything bad about Kyrie publicly, when he made that trade demand, that pissed him off. Yeah, there's a big kind of power struggle thing that happened. And like, so if like Matt Ishbia today is the new money spigot, right? And so forget, you know, management style or whatever. Like he's just the guy with the dollars and luxury tax right now, right? Mm -hmm. So just go there, do that. Josiah used to be that guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they got to actually work with him for a while. And it was like, oh, well, he's a little particular. Right. Like, you know, he doesn't like everything that Kyrie has to say. And, you know, he's got a couple, you know, and he backed the front office over in this little squabble. Right. And so, you know, I don't know where that leaves us. Like, you know, and, and Katie did, you know, they did in some ways treat Katie, right? But he also demanded out twice. Right. Yeah. Was teeth. So he didn't like something. Um, so I, I don't know if that, if this is like, you know, this was for a while like a desirable team. It was the deep pocket team. It's New York City. It's Kevin Durant and all that stuff, right? Like, I imagine that a number of stars are going to take Kevin Durant's cue that you don't want to go there. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he he, he didn't like it um, in the end. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I have information with that, but but it's not quite the shiny and new machine that it once was, where no. it's like, you know, just go play for, for Joe Psy because he's going to pay everyone for everything. Um, it's not quite how it is. I said, it's a, you know, it's a kind of grindy Jacques Vaughn type atmosphere now, right? This is the how the front office kind of always wanted to be, it seemed like. And then they, they got off the track for a while. And But I uh, think but I think that grindy Jacques Vaughn-y, like Durant was fine with that. Like, I think he was fine with that. Kyrie was not fine with that. And then that now causes Durant because he's Kyrie's public best friend. Well, I have to posture and say that I don't like it either, but if you're again give him truth serum, does it bother you? No, because I come to work and ball, so I don't care. Yeah, but but I can't say that because Kyrie's my best friend. I'm going to make him look bad, and I can't do that. Right, but we're talking about uh, an athlete that chose to leave a team that went to three straight finals and won two and only lost one because you got hurt, who was willing to pay you all your max money, even though you had a torn Achilles. 
and you still chose to leave. Like he's a he's a malcontent. Durant is. He's just no player that I've ever spoken to would would necessarily take what he say says as something really meaningful. As in, well, I don't want to go there because he didn't like it. Well, where where have you liked it? You know, and and now you have Phoenix has him. You think he's gonna love it there? The weather's great, but he'll, <laughs> you know he's gonna bitch about something. He'll do it in his own way. Um, that's the mistake Brooklyn made to begin with building a team around those guys, you know, building around Curry makes sense. Uh, building around these guys, it, it, it didn't make sense and it hasn't made sense. And now it's gone. I like the guys they have. Those guys are all hoopers. You know, they are. And Claxton's really coming. Claxton's um, great. Cam, Cam Thomas is at the very least a guy that looks like he can <laughs> score. Let's, let's do our Cam Thomas ding, thing right ding, now. Ding. Let's do our Cam Thomas thing right now. So one of the fun things we have with Drew Room is we have these Monday, <laughs> or actually any day, morning editorial meetings. At when, least Monday. At least yeah. Mondays, but sometimes multiple yeah. times when crazy stuff happens. And David and I were like, whoa, Cam Thomas is showing some things, right? The youngest player ever in NBA history to score three consecutive 40-point games, um, which, of course, that's the first thing that sets off the alarm bells. Um, and David, he didn't shoot the ball well last night, but got to the free throw yeah. line 13 times. Um, and he also made a couple of really good plays late when he couldn't make a shot passing-wise, yes. which made me happy. Yeah. And so David and I are like, well, what is Cam Thomas? We don't know. Like, he is is because now what Brooklyn's trying to figure out is who were the guys that we're keeping to build around, and who are the ones we're going to be like, hey, they're available. What do you want to give us for them? I have no idea what Cam Thomas is going to be yet, right? Well, he's we have some one. idea now, and this is the argument. I think we have some idea now. He, he can yeah. score. He's got scoring talent for sure. He's got a can chance. Other to be parts a Jor- of his game develop. Clarkson, right? He has a chance to be a Jordan Clarkson like scorer. He has to get a lot better. But uh, there's most players at his age. You couldn't even hope for that. It's just a hope, mm-hmm. rather. You can't right. really project it. Three straight games like that, uh, his ability to get fouled is a big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, it may not work out for him. Right. For sure, it may not work out for him. But there's a glimmer of hope when there wasn't before, in my, in my estimation. So, yeah, David and I are like, let's see what he's going to be. Henry! <laughs> well, I will note that you yeah. have both... Sorry. Profoundly toned down your Cam Thomas. No, talk not me. Yesterday was like, oh my god! No, no, no. no. Like, no, we're no, gonna, no. He's gonna be the go-to score. Blah, blah. And I'm like, no, oh, no, no, no. Not true at all. That oh, I, we actually we we have a freaking recording. We're right, Jordan. <laughs> we Clarkson. literally have a recording. I just said jo- I he could be Jordan you, Clarkson. So he did say Jordan Clarkson, and again, I, I, I still feel the same we can, way. We can go back. We're to, talking we can about go back his to the tools. We can and go his back to the tape. scoring, and yeah, we'll go back to the tape. I, I was never saying all star, nothing like that. Jordan, yeah, no, yeah, none of us ever said all star. I don't think he plays that all around game. No, no, no. You guys are talking fast. All right, so. What what I heard that got me motivated was something about like you know who are the keepers? Yes, and, who are we keeping? And, and so I my position, which I um would like to triple down on now, <laughs> is like what he you know he's an interesting young high potential scorer, um, and but to me like whatever we thought of him, it would be a mistake if it was upended in a week. Because I think that just in general, like, and so I'm, I look, you know, I think you just the bigger sample of games, right? So to, what I, my position is, I've looked up and, you know, we use dunks and threes a lot here. Um, he's at 73rd percentile offensive score this season, 43rd percentile on defense. He's minus five overall. That's like a top, it's just out of the top third of players in the NBA, right? I, for a young person, a shooting guard at that play, you know, at his age, you would project that he's going to increase get a little better incrementally for the next like you know three four years and then start kind of tailing off and because he's 
long or whatever. He'll probably say it is, is peak longer. But um, if this is a beginning of a career from which you could go to great, great places. Right. But to me, like I wouldn't, I, my position yesterday was like three 40 point games is three games. And if he's really amazing, he would have showed more of that before those three games. I'm just going to note in fairness, since then I did look up who has scored 40 points, three games in a row mm. in the NBA. Cause I was going to cherry pick that list mm. and be like, Hey, you jerks. Like, and there are actually, there are a few players you haven't heard of on that list. Mm -hmm. But the fact is <laughs> almost everyone on that list is a fucking legend. It's almost a hundred percent like hall of famers. But, like it's an unbelievable. Which list. I'm not but, predicting that for him. I don't see a no. lot of those other things, but as a pure score that can do it officially, if he was just a gunner, like Clarkson's a gunner, not a guy that goes to free throw line a ton. His ability to get fouled, there's a talent for that at a young age, is what intrigues me. Uh, he needs a lot of help on the wing defensively, and they have that. He needs a big inside, and they, and have, they have that. Mm -hmm. He needs a point guard that can set the table for him. I got one. Well, it'd be nice if that guy could also score, too, and Ben Simmons can, so that might be a problem. <laughs> well, but it really could be an interesting group. Bit of that. So the interesting thing there is, Henry, where, and my pushback on you was, you were using the 200 minutes prior to those three games are more indicative than the three games, right? And I don't no, just, well, in, well, no, see, we I all agree with all that. of them. We all agree all with of them. that. And including the three games. And, and, not I, don't, the 200 prior and I don't disagree with that. My point was you need to look at like and like. When you're a rookie playing behind Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kim, you're not getting on the floor. So there are 200 minutes where that's spread over 25 games. You're getting a lot of DNP CDs just because rookies aren't going to play on a team with those guys. But now no vets, are, though they're all gone. Well, you have to play now. We have no choice. So we have to see what you look like. So 200 minutes where you're getting regular rotation minutes, this goes back to something David always taught me, right? Yeah. Playing time was like oxygen for these guys. If you're worried about getting yanked and you don't know if you're, that's one level of play you're going to distribute. But if you know, I'm going to get my normal 20 minutes or whatever my minutes a game is for the next month. I think that is an indicative. So this might be a better sample of who you are versus when I was on the bench behind guys who didn't but, let me play. Great. So John, that's that there are, stories where that's true but like you can dig way deep into it like so basically does does what does situation change production right like this is not a new question in sports and the answer is seldom like it, yes sometimes right like there definitely are examples but like if you look at the big bulk of people which is for making productions and predictions you'd want to look at like what generally happens right what generally happens is your early production your shitty little minutes when you don't have the right role like does actually tell us a lot about where you're going in your career. Like, it's not that common that like, well, now we put you in the bigger role and now you're just a star. Like, it happens. But like, those are headline stories. But there's a million players in the NBA and they all go through this like shitty early minutes. And like, it actually, I mean, you know, the advanced analytics community would make a big pitch for like, we want to even know advanced analytics on like how you shoot at halftime warmups. Like, mm. All of these little signs, like every little thing is actually in mass predictive, right? And so, yeah, he might be one of the very rare ones who like now he's in a different situation. He's just going to go on a whole different ride. Like that might be the case. And, you know, he would be a good argument for it because you guys have explained the situation is kind of special. But like we've been saying that a lot longer than it's been true, right? Like it usually isn't. It usually isn't. Right. That we just, hey, now the, we hit you with the magic wand and right. now you're a different player. But like, the reason why is contextual. Most of these teams are all equally terrible at developing yes. players and creating situations where they can. And, I, and I've been saying this now, as Gerard knows, for a little bit. I actually think that's franchise is pretty good. I think they made a big mistake. I think they got, for whatever reason, maybe it was the owner. We don't, I mean, you guys know better than me, probably, where they went after KD. It made no, we talked about it then. 
Why are you breaking that team up? That was a spunky little team that had <laughs> upside. And, but they did. And they fucked up, and now they're paying the price for it. But I think they've actually responded pretty darn well. I like some of the guys they have in there. And that could be a, a nice situation for a Cam. By the way, maybe Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't really like Cam shooting all these shots. And maybe Nick Claxton starts pitching about, hey, I want to get my touches. I don't miss at the rim. Well, this is the, the imaginations of an NBA season that you've mm-hmm. got to work through that the better franchises tend to do. Uh, I always remind people of, as me and Henry have talked about before, if Mark Jackson had stayed in Golden State because of the way they were playing defense, Steph Curry would have been a really nice guard. Like an all-star guard, he would not be this Steph Curry. He was not going to be allowed to shoot the crazy threes. The, <laughs> if, if you guys just remember how jaw-dropping it was to see Steph Curry do the things he was doing, he was allowed to do it. So I give Jacques Vaughn credit. Most coaches would not allow Cam Thomas to shoot the kind of shit that he likes to shoot. He shoots some crazy He shit. shoots yeah. some bad shots. So does Tyler Hero. And that great coach has a – trust me, I've been breaking down Hero's game too. Like, man, they take some bad shots. But they get cooking pretty good, and overall, the numbers are decent. I looked up – because I'm a big stats guy. I looked up the last 15 games for Brooklyn. I think Cam's been their best advanced – the net rating guy over 15 games. It's not a huge sample size. There's not a lot of big sample to be in with. He's only a second-year 21-year-old. Right. But I, I think that there's something there. Uh, they're not going to be terrible with all those guys. And this is what – let's get down to this. It's not about Cam Thomas. They've got pieces that everyone needs. Sure. So come June, that if they can make money for every time someone calls them, they're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Because everyone's going to be calling to get those wing defenders. Because they won't get rid of Nick. Team, just so you guys know, teams were trying to get Aiton, and some teams thought they were going to get him. Teams wanted to get Claxton. Right, that was never happening. Claxton. Yeah, right. that was never happening. Brooklyn's going to be. You can't trade two Jared Allens. You can only trade one. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> thing, might Henry. Be right. than Jared Allen. You might end up being better than Jared Allen. Uh, now, now you're being blasphemous. <laughs> that dude is really good. Jared, oh, Jared Allen. I love Jared Allen. Yeah, I love Nick too, though. I watched. I watched a highlight today of Nick Claxton guarding Booker on the perimeter. And, well, he and did that's a great why, job. David, because great I job. think he he is much better, I think, and has the potential to be better at guarding smaller guys than For Jared sure. Allen does. He's super agile. He did a great mm-hmm. thing where we we the, the OKC used the term stick hand, get that arm yep. way up in the air. Mm-hmm. But we I'm a big believer in getting what I call early high hand contests. And Nick got an early high hand contest on Booker. Booker shot fake, side dribbled. Uh he dropped his arms to slide and then early high hand again, and then Booker made the three. But it was great That's defense right. by Claxton. Mm-hmm. The odds are on his side. Yeah, no, they've got they've got an interesting team where they can tweak a couple of things here and there, still be competitive, and then you just got to hope to land the, the whale. See, it's, Henry, we're Nick, we're at the same place. We 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 got to the same place. I wasn't in that shoot everybody. Yeah. It's just Cam yeah. Thomas. This might be a special situation. Might I'm not even saying I definitely. Just, it might okay, be. The, you know, right. The I league, agree. So Fine. the way you get to the league is by being like an incredible high scorer all through, and you then you ditch your middle school team, and you ditch your high school team, and you ditch your <laughs> AAU teammates, and you ditch everybody, and you get to the NBA, and then they're like, you got to be a team player to win here. <laughs> so right? it doesn't work out. Doesn't bad. Usually, and like, and, and and some players communicate that they're like you know, open to that. Right. And some players send some morning signals that they're not right. <laughs> okay. Cam Thomas, okay, he made a lot of news for saying a, oh, a he, offensive thing. He did. He did. That say post game interview had two other offenses to me. One, like it was not his interview. They did not invite him to the interview. It was Spencer's. Yeah. Yeah. It was Spencer's interview. And so he shows up ready for his star turn. And like, 
I mean, uh, Jared Greenberg handled it kind of weirdly and like <laughs> pointed out like three times. I was uncomfortable, like just with him, like how much he threw it and can't, you could see Cam like, dude, stop. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, then, um, he says a thing offensive to gay people, yep. um, which was just dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, then, then I, I don't know, to me, it was a little weird, like as he's crashing Spencer's interview and he says, and I quote, and I went back and listened to it, me having Spence with me in the backcourt helps me a lot. That's three me. A lot of me's in there. <laughs> a lot of like, me's. Three me's. Right. You're, like, you're describing. He's never going to pass the ball again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As I always say, you've got the me players and the we players. And all, like oh, you were yeah. saying, most of these young guys oh, are me players. Man. Have to learn to be we players. Scotty Barnes was a we player who had to learn how to be a me player. And I thought he would. Uh, uh, he's a me player for sure. As is Jordan Clarkson. Um, yeah. I think Gerard just said it. I don't think he's a sure thing. This is a very good sign. He's going to be an efficient, productive scorer in the league. I'm not even sure he's a starter. Might be a good six man. In fact, I'm quite sure he's not one of the best of all those guys. He he come off the bench. Cam Johnson. He's like Big Ben Gordon. Big Ben Gordon. Right. That's right. Ben Gordon for a while was really good. Guess what? That's a really good player in the NBA. Wow. For a while, Ben Gordon was the same thing we're talking about. Yeah. That's hard to guard. Right. Hard to guard those guys, man. Oh my God. This is some funny stuff. All right, guys. Stay tuned. We'll be back and have a short commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right. So, yes, trade deadline. Don't worry. We'll get to all the other stuff in part two. But, guys, we have to talk about LeBron. Raymond James. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know he's. We did Heard this. Of him. What what yeah. summer was it? Not last summer. Maybe two summers ago. I think we did our. Well, all did our top fives, right? Of of, of all time, and yeah. of course, all all of us had LeBron James in there. You can say you like Kareem's seventy one seventy two season better than any LeBron season. You could say you like Jordan's eighty seven eighty eight season or his ninety one season better than any LeBron season. Maybe you like Magic's 88 season, am I right, David? Better than any LeBron season. But ain't nobody been as elite as long as LeBron James. In year 20, he is still top 10. He's eighth in EPM in year 20. Yes, there's still issues. He, as David always points out, he needs some runway before he can get up. To, right? Yeah, of course, he's old. He doesn't, right? he doesn't have all the same juice. On defense, it's kind of like, ah, I'm pointing because I can't really do anything. I'm not really, you know, fighting through screens and all that. But he's still very, very effective at basketball. Will likely, 
make his record 19th All-NBA selection this year. Um, that, that's only, crazy. Holy cow. Stupid. Uh, 13 of them, by the way, first teams. Um, he's the only player in NBA history to have at least 35,000 career points, 10,000 career rebounds, 10,000 assists, 2,000 steals, and 1,000 blocks. Did you do that from memory? Yes. When whoa, when Kareem got 38,000, and I love Cap as does David. Kareem was 40 years old, scoring 10 points a game, basically like had to wheel him down the court. All right. It was, you know, when Michael Jordan crossed his 30,000 point mesh threshold, we all like to forget the Wizards days, and that shit wasn't cute or pretty, right? It was not great. LeBron's still playing like one of the 10 best players in basketball. That alone's got to make him the best player of all time, right? No. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. You know, way to throw cold water on it. Others will argue with you. I'm not arguing with you. Um, isn't he fourth all time in assists? Yes. Like that, and me, it's not is, because of compiling. It's because he actually is no, a playmaker. There's there's guys that can play 40 years and wouldn't be top 20 in assists. <laughs> right? He's number one scorer, number four in assists. Come on. In no. terms of longevity over the course of a career, who's done the most? He's the best player of all time. Uh, you could argue any any one player during their peak seasons could be better. I would not make yeah. the argument, but the, I could. understand the mm-hmm. argument. Uh, yeah, what he's done, uh, but I'll I'll never I'll never forget that he broke the record, and the Laker players wanted to hug him, and he wanted no part of them. <laughs> Nothing doesn't give a fuck about those guys. He hasn't cared about it all year. Just go back and watch the tape. I watched Kareem. All of his all of his teammates mobbed him. He, he got rocking chair gifts when he's tra- traveling around the NBA. Right. Well, LeBron would get that too. But when he broke the record, <laughs> yeah, I think he would. No one. They all wanted to give him love. He he did look at him. Nothing. He wanted no part of them. That's a choice that he made. So I'll, I'll uh, for as long as I live, I'll remember him making that basket and how he reacted afterwards. And then also remember AD sulking on the bench. And now claiming, and now claiming he didn't even know what's happening. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to that in part yeah, two, Henry. Some some LeBron thoughts. So, like, what's the what's the nicest kind of car in the world? I don't even know. I like don't a, know. Like whatever. Wrong. Kind of Porsche, the wrong like people. Some kind, of, some kind of Porsche, like limited edition turbo, blah blah blah, whatever. So, if you had a Porsche limited edition turbo, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, let's say, <laughs> like, you know, and you pull it up, and it's like you know every single like the way the sound the door makes when it closes, and like the, mm, like oh, the yeah. acceleration and the the leather into whatever there's things right. Fill in your own details of like just a perfect dream car, right? Like, yeah, to me, like the the that's LeBron, right? He's clearly as of a decade ago the best player in the history of the game to me, right? Mm-hmm. For a million reasons, everything, every wrinkle and complication of the sport. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, this scoring record is the little hood ornament, mm-hmm. right? Which I don't think Porsches have, actually. It's the little, like... <laughs> yeah, they have a little like, flat, you know, no hood ornament little, like, Porsche. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> little wind tunnel friendly <laughs> emblem. Um, but, uh, so yeah, if that's what you like, you know, for some people with that car, the, that little shiny bobble right. is the part that makes it seem cool. Like, right. I, fine, yeah. buy it for whatever reason you want, sure. right? But, like... It's the like flying yes, all over the yes, planet, yes, yes. like purring, you know, that, that's the, that's what's going on here that inspires me, yes. right? Like it's the, you know, so this thing, yeah, if you are, you know, bigger, stronger and faster than everybody, spend a million dollars a year on your body and like, you know, have modern training techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, and love the game and really study the well, game. He is a historian yeah, for sure. That's he the loves piece. the game. He really is a brilliant basketball thinker. 
Yeah, and you're just totally obsessed with it. Um, it, yeah. you know, it might make you at times a creepy teammate, like David pointed out. But it, you know, but yeah, just you're gonna abs- rack just up a lot ab- of these. Just this, an absent one, yeah. Just an absent yeah, teammate. This yeah. this scoring thing is just one little one little thing. One little one more little trophy. I mean, come on, imagine the, you know, like let's say you're a good high school athlete and you might have a little place in your house where you hang like a couple of ribbons or whatever. Like. <laughs> Imagine LeBron's like situation in his house. Oh, like you know room I mean? is stupid. Yeah, like, it's just like it's like uh, you know. I, I, I guess this one makes it right. I guess this is one of the ones that makes the list of 150 things he's done that are most incredible. That reminds but, me of something you mentioned that trophy room. I was thinking of a video Serena Williams did in her trophy room in her house, and she was like, "Oh, I forgot about that one." And it was yeah. like, "Who?" Like when you win, yeah. so it's like. Oh yeah, I forgot I won. It's like uh, I'm sorry. What? Right, like, right, they, they, <laughs> right. Yes, they did. You're right. You're. That's a really good point. When you win that much, it's easy to forget because every day is like it's just you know it's easy to forget our days are all run the same. Right. That's why you want to make notes of it, whatever. But uh, yeah, those guys. That's pretty special. No, it was it was a it was a cool night. I didn't lo- I didn't love the celebration. I'm an old school guy. Just play the game. Celebrate afterwards. That's my well, thing. You know, Adam Silver was going to drop out of the Raptors, and that was that was a foregone thing. Okay, that at least was, the, at least they, the they video was do that. At least the video wasn't twenty minutes long. No, no, no. And they did another one last night. I think to me, what oh, stands out, yeah, what stands that. out for me is this is a person, and I put this in a rundown. He's essentially been a child star, right? Yeah, that's that's what he started. 15. At. Yeah. How many child stars start out like yeah. as that and then continue success all the way into the later part of their career? It's very rare, right? Yeah. Without like major like drug, re- some, something happens to derail, right? And, yeah, Whatever shame. it is. Yeah. Because of the name, it's just, we as humans, we're not equipped to manage that well. Yeah. I'm the most famous. That's not, that's not good for us, right? And most people fall by the wayside for that. Naturally so, because the weight. And then also for LeBron, I think the, the part that's important, impressive is the weight of expectation. He was called a chosen one when he was 15 years old. Yeah. You are going to be the greatest basketball player of all time. That's what everyone said before they even saw him in an NBA arena. And then to then actually do it and exceed expectations, that to me is the... And if you want to say the one major misstep, aside from like him being a prickly teammate, is the time he went on TV and said he's going to Miami instead of staying in Cleveland. Right. If that's the major misstep he's made in his professional career... It is. I don't know, guys. That's a pretty, pretty good amazing. career, I think. Yeah. That's pretty good. No, yeah. You're being and his, humble. You know, it's the best. Like The idea was like, hey, you know, you're drafted straight out of high school and, you know, you don't know how things work. You should trust your big decisions to, like, one of this mm-hmm. syndicate of agents right. and these mm-hmm. financial managers mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And he just, like, didn't do any of that. He said, right? nope, like, not doing it. His agents have been subservient to him at all times. And then eventually his one of his best friends, right? Um, and it worked better, right? Yeah. It's a kind of a sick industry, right? If, 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 if he knows more about how everything works as someone who didn't go to college and isn't known, mm-hmm. he specifically didn't, you know, but I think after he let Aaron Goodwin go, like he's never had, I don't think, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think he's had an, an agent who like took a traditional percentage. No. Right. Like, I think he's just kind of like, yeah. Cause he knows you're, you're, you're getting paid just off my name. That's the commission. Yeah. The yeah. the brilliance of that too, Henry, also is for LeBron, and it's a it's a saying that people know. Instead of giving you fish, I'm going to teach you how to fish. Right? That's yeah. what he did with Rich, Randy, Maverick, all those guys. Right? Okay, these are my guys. These are my best friends from since we were young. We played on we played basketball together. All that. We're going to work with Aaron Goodwin and Leon Rose and all these people, but you're going to learn the business for them because ultimately. 
we're getting rid of them and it's going to be us and you're going to run this. And to, you know, we, we talked about John Morant earlier this week, coach, and, you know, the guys around you and for LeBron to bring his guys with him and not just bring them with him to be hangers on, to get them to learn the business, build, to build now business. become yeah, businessmen in your own right, right? Yeah. Clutch sports is its own thing that Rich has, right? Like he's got to negotiate other contracts. How, right? did they, how did he meet Rich? He didn't play him. Play with no, him. they met, it's a crazy story. They met, um, Rich was an entrepreneur. Rich's dad owned a confectionery store uh, oh, I didn't in know Ohio. That. And so Rich has always been like, you know, someone who's like business, business, business. Okay. He was selling these amazing throwback jerseys out of the trunk of his car. Wow. LeBron saw him at an airport and said, Bro, where'd you get that? I think it was a Warren Moon jersey. Which, by the way, Warren Moon powder blue Houston Oilers jersey, pretty cool. Anyway, oh um, that's pretty cool. And you know, know it's like, oh, I want to get that. And they stayed in touch ever since. And you know, Rich Paul is getting clutch when sports, they, married, um, dating Adele, whatever. Like you yeah, know, he's, he's big superstar. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's his own man. Yeah. Well, so William Wesley like was, you know, they they went and knocked on the door of William Wesley's condo in Chicago, and like, how do we do this, basically, right? And and he had a lot to tell them, but one of the things was like. You know, all these people who want to come play on their AAU team, right? Like, don't do it. Get your AAU team. Get shoe company money for you, right? Like, he did this with Dwan Wagner mm -hmm. um, and others. Uh, you know, like, and same thing with, like, you know, every everything. Like, get the people who, like, you're going to get ripped off is the problem, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> agents rip their own clients off, right? Like, Wes has a lot of stories about this. Um, but he was like, look. Get the people you trust the most in the world and just have them learn agenting, mm -hmm. learn financial management. Le you learn this stuff. Like, I'm going to put you with Warren Buffett, blah, 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 mm -hmm. right? Like, and just have the people you trust do that stuff. And maybe they'll be bad at first. And frankly, they were bad at first, mm -hmm. right? There was a pretty long period after they fell there in Goodwin where, like, I think he made like 250 grand from a Cub Cadet deal yeah. and like no other money, right? <laughs> like, for years of LeBron ascending, like, it was a tragedy. But then they figured it out. They learned. They did learn. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, no. So, and, congratulations, and King. And it's great the Lakers yeah. lost both games. <laughs> we'll, we'll be relevant. The next time we'll talk about you is when your son joins your team, wherever that is. I love it. David's, wow. David's just, you know, always always got to throw cold I, water I, on any. I'm, right. I'm a romantic yeah. at heart, but when it comes to competition, I just want to deal with the winning. That's all you just one more me. Kevin Costner, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we've come full circle. All right, folks. Thanks so much. We'll be back with part two. Uh, shortly. Take care.